0: spartan headquarters this is de la pod a program taking listeners behind the scenes of the fabled de la salle athletics program and now your hosts spartan alum and longtime broadcaster pat o'rourke with all things athletic guy and newly minted podcast nerd coach Derek brown And welcome back to another edition of De La Pod. Along with Derek Brown, I'm Pat O'Rourke, and we're pleased to welcome in Tom Johnson, the head swimming and diving coach here at De La Salle, coming off a North Coast Section Championship. And uh, Tom, great to have you with us. Uh, thanks for joining us.
1: Thanks, Pat, I appreciate it. Thanks, Derek, for having me, you guys. It's uh, it's an honor to be here.
0: Well, it's an honor to have you, and obviously coming off a great season, an NCS Championship. I mean, when you look at this, the team you guys won the championship with, I mean, talk about, obviously, there's a lot of hard work involved. What jumps out about this group that you had this year? Is there anything in particular that jumps out that you're going to remember these guys other than the fact that uh, you guys won?
1: Yeah, well, um, yeah, I would say that, uh, you know, to win a North Coast championship in swimming, you have to have, obviously, a lot of top-end talent. And we had that with some of our superstars, uh, Zach Elyon, Scott Iannacone, Tyler Lehman. Um, You know, those guys really stepped up and, and did what they needed to do at that level. But beyond that, this team was really about... Uh, just having great depth and these guys, we, we brought more guys to the meet I think than any other team and we had more individuals score, not necessarily winning events, but you know, just peppering the, the B finals and, and the A finals with just numbers of swims and, and that's a testament to the hard work of a lot of these guys and most of them are going to be returning. Most of those guys are going to be returning next year. So we're teed up really well, but they made the decision at the beginning of the season that they wanted to repeat as North Coast championship or as North Coast champions and, and they went to work and and they never lost sight of that goal and they, they worked harder than any team I've ever coached and they worked with purpose and it wasn't a perfect season from that standpoint but um you know whenever whenever things started to wane a little bit on the on the work and the intensity someone always picked it back up and brought them back to the focus on uh, on getting to the finish line so it was uh, it was really
0: rewarding from that standpoint I imagine having great depth in terms of helps, I guess, with the competition aspect as well. I mean, it keeps the guys that are at the top in terms of, you know, on their toes as far as knowing that they got to keep competing and doing well because they got guys behind them that can step in as well.
1: Yeah, it does. It, it, it pushes everybody. There's a lot of internal competition vying for, you know, you can only take four individuals in an event to North Coast and most events we had five, six, seven guys qualifying. We actually had, we took 19 to the meet that actually got in. We had 30 that qualified and uh, made a North Coast qualifying time, which is, that's, that's pretty remarkable. And, um, and, and there's, it was that internal competition, I think that pushed them all to the next level. Um, at the same time, while they were competitive, they were unbelievably supportive of one another. And, you know, if someone happened to finish a little better than someone who had been previously faster. There was no bitterness and there was always just good support. I mean, we really had a great team culture of support and, uh, and that's a testament to the leaders we had and just to the daily leaders we had in practice. Um, So uh, yeah, the, the, the depth was a key factor in every way that it could be.
2: Yeah. It's interesting. I, as I start to learn more about the way things are structured to be successful in sports like swimming or track and field. The depth is obviously extremely important. Um, I want, maybe you can talk a little bit about the other thing that you mentioned, as far as like the culture, I know when you came in as a new coach here at Dallas, how you understood what the school is all about. Obviously, coming in, but um, is our things obviously we're being successful under your tenure? But are, are things starting to kind of come to fruition on how you envision the program looking as a whole, not just the results in the pool, but you know outside the pool with the culture and all those things?
1: Yeah, definitely, Derek. I think that's actually maybe the most rewarding part of, you know, the six years I've been here is um, I think you hit, you know, you, you go through some bumps as you're trying to identify your culture and, and what, you know, what you want your program to be about. And you miss sometimes, you hit it sometimes, but, it, you know, over a few years, you start to really identify the elements that are important. And then you gain, I, I've used the term before, a perpetual motion where the kids have embraced it they believe in it, they're bought in, and then they start to hold each other accountable to those uh, ideals, and and it's really, you know, the first ideal that we try to stress is accountability. And it's like, if you're not doing what you need to do, you don't get to keep the same goals. You, you can set whatever goal you want, but if, if you're not committed to the path to reach that goal, then, then you have to reassess your goal and change it. And you can always change your goals, but you can't live, you know, with some false expectation without being able to, uh, you know, to, to, to do what you need to do on a daily basis, so they've they've bought into that. They've bought into um, you know being a team of individuals. You know you've got you know, swimming's typically looked at as an individual sport. These guys really believe it's a team sport, and and that shows when we have team championships on the line, whether it's the Ebal Championship, North Coast, or State, they go in with a team mindset, and they always swim faster on relays than they do individually, and they always support each other. You got guys at the end of the lane pulling guys along. And, um, and so they really do buy into the team aspect of swimming and it really is a team sport. Um, it's unique, you know, you're not passing a ball from one guy to the other, but you are, everyone has got their role and everyone knows what they have to do for the team to be successful. And they hold each other accountable to that too. Um, so to answer your question, yeah, I think, I think it's the The program's maybe in a better place than I ever thought it could be. Um, And that's more a testament to the kids and the school and the culture of De La Salle. It makes it that much easier um, to coach a team and, and to build a team identity and to instill the values that make teams great. Because I think that they hear the same message everywhere in class, you know, when they're bopping around on campus and faculty and staff are holding them accountable for everything they do. There's just so many eyes on them and so many people that care here that I think it just becomes part of who they are. And that makes it easier to build a team within, an athletic, you know, program. Definitely.
0: Yeah. And I, I'm, glad you brought that up because I was going to ask about that. I guess the it can be an individualized sport, but obviously a team sport as well. And so I'm, I'm sure in terms of, is it, uh, you, it seems like I have the right culture. Has it been, I guess, has there, do you, have you seen a, more of a challenge in terms of that aspect as far as, you know, uh, maybe in other years of coaching? Because obviously you had six years here. You've also coached at Northgate. Uh, is, it, I mean, where it can be, maybe too individualistic in terms of with certain competitors and maybe that can affect the rest obviously it didn't happen to you guys you guys have great camaraderie as far as this year but i imagine it can be maybe maybe other coaches or other teams could have maybe s- separate challenges where it's not viewed as much of a, a team sport as it should be
1: it's a it's a constant struggle and um, we've got a really good group that are committed to team here but i have had you know previous years where there have been some people that are more interested in their individual pursuit and they're more, more in, in, interested in their individual performance than they are the overall team. And and it's difficult. Swimming is unique because you've got club swimmers who during the high school season, at least our policy is that they train with their club. I don't want to interrupt what they're doing there. Um, they're required to be at meets and they're required to be at our team functions. And so folding them into the team is sometimes a challenge. This team does a really good job of bringing those guys in and in fact our captains were both club swimmers and they did an amazing job of of making it a team and being committed and being a a, an essential part of the team we have had in years past where guys kind of want to go their own way and um and what really happens is they end up kind of marginalizing themselves and not really ever getting the full fulfillment of being part of the team the team goes on right? The team goes on and does what the team's going to do and has its identity. And I think that usually when those, when those individuals aren't part of it, they look back at the end of the season and they regret not being more bought into what the team was about because they see how much fun the team is having. They see how rewarding that whatever the achievements of the team might be. And, and they don't really necessarily feel a part of it. And that's the part that you know, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, when these guys reflect back on high school swimming, that's what they're going to remember. They're not going to remember their times. They'll remember they won championships, but they probably won't remember the point total. They're not going to remember their individual times. They might, you know, some of them that, you know, set records like Zach did. Um, but you know, they are going to be, um, you know, they're going to be remembering the, the camaraderie, just the connection, the relationships that they take from, you know, this experience together. And they're going to, a lot of these guys are going to stay friends forever and it's because of what they did together here. Um, and that's going to launch them into, you know, they'll, they'll always have this common thread of the time they spent together and the sacrifices they made and what they, and what they achieved together. And that's, uh, you know, that's really the essence of team, I think.
2: Yeah, I know that this, uh, might go in a different direction so we're talking about team and culture but I do also want to spend some some time on this episode to give some of the guys who are graduating maybe some extra kind of love because obviously guys like Zach and Scott they've had such accomplished careers and, and obviously finished things off. Maybe you could just talk about a few of the guys who are going on to swim at the next level and kind of what, what they meant to the program overall.
1: Happily. Yeah. We um we had, for the last couple of years we've been really blessed. We've had amazing team captains, amazing seniors, amazing leaders. We had eleven seniors this year, and that you know, that says a lot about the team culture. These guys wanted to stick around, they wanted to go all all four years, and not all of them were, you know, North Coast. Finalists or even North Coast qualifiers, but they all had a role, and they all found a way to lead. Um, you know, our, our top guys, our top swimmers, Zach Ellion, who you know, you know, he he's leaving with two school records, and you know, if I'd been better at getting him in other events at different times of the year, he might be leaving with you know four or five. He could swim anything. We he he was willing to swim where we needed him, and and so, but he's he's leaving with the school record in the 50 free and the 100 free. He's going to swim at UC San Diego. Diego um, the interesting thing is is he's thought of as a sprinter but who knows that could be an all-world 200 I at some point he can swim all four strokes really really well he's very versatile and so you know it'll be fun to see what actually the direction he goes um, nice. Scott Iannacone is going on to swim at Cal Poly and he is our our all-time number 2 in the 100 back. I think he's all-time number 3 in the 200 IM. Again, very versatile swimmer. Um and he's our second swimmer ever to break 49 seconds in the hundred back here. And, and, uh, he's going to have a great career. Uh, He's, you know, he's a super versatile swimmer too. And, and college swimming is going to be a great opportunity for him. I think there's a lot of growth in his future, um, you know, physically, mentally, and just, uh, in his, you know, with his dedication, he's going to do some really great things at the next level. Yeah. Um, we had Tyler Lehman who interesting story. He's a water polo player and he's going to go play water polo UC Irvine. Um, but he's been a lifelong club swimmer as well. And and he's super talented. He really knows how to swim. He's just a really experienced swimmer. And, uh, you know, Tyler had his last race of his swimming career cause it's all polo for him going forward was the hunter breast at North coast. He almost won it. Yeah, I um, yeah. he missed it by, I think a 10th yeah. and it was just, it was just awesome to see that. And you know, he could have gone on and done more, but you know, he said, coach, I, I want that to be my last swim. It was the last swim of, uh, for our team at that meet. The last individual swim kind of sealed our opportunity to win the meet and he's like, I want to remember that as my last swim. And I couldn't really argue with it. And I thought later about it and I was like, you know, for an athlete to be able to leave a sport on their own terms is really kind of a special thing. Yeah, and he did cool. that. Yeah. He did that. And then we had Ryan Sezmat, who had, uh, you know, poor guy got sick right at championship time this season. He was a huge contributor, you know, within the team and socially and a great swimmer. He didn't have the finale to the season that he wanted, but he sure was a key element to us getting where we wanted and and then some of the other guys that weren't the year-round club guys that were seniors that really contributed Cole Divini, um was a great contributor on a daily basis in practice one of your guys Derek soccer player Hudson Merritt
2: got
1: himself into North Coast yeah. and was a great key contributor great kid um, great kid and you know I think by the end of the season he was kind of wishing he'd done it all four years too and because uh, super talented and just a great team guy and yeah. I think he really enjoyed his time here. So um, and I'm, I'm going to miss some, I'm sure. But, you know, we had some guys that were willing to lead the, the, the younger guys and be part of the JV squad, Ben Pariso and Sean Hanley. Uh, I had an ongoing bet with Sean Hanley. Um, from the time he was a freshman that when he breaks a minute in the 100 free, I'm going to jump in the pool at the meet. <laughs> he, he got within two tenths of that. He dropped uh. a minute and a half to get close to that. And I, I didn't have to get wet, but I had my shoes off, my phone out of my pocket. <laughs> I was ready to go in with Hanley. That's awesome. So yeah, just a, a lot of just amazing, great guys. Um, just a real blessing to have all those seniors. And they showed the younger guys how it's done. And, uh, and hopefully, you know, the leadership that they, that they brought to the program will you know continue to continue to move forward and become a legacy for the the
0: rest of these guys. And you brought up a bunch of guys that are going to be going to compete at the next level. Uh, what would you say as far as your job in terms of helping these guys go on to, to compete in college and so forth? I'm sure a lot of it in swimming is kind of is objective in terms of that the coaches looking at times and so forth. But I mean, what uh, I mean, talk about that aspect in terms of how you help these guys as far as in terms of getting them to go to compete at the next level and so forth. And as far as if, you know, talking to coaches and so forth at the, at the next level.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, high school swimming is... It's unique. The high school coach doesn't have a lot to do with the recruiting process, to be honest. Um, You know, I'm always willing and I have written letters for swimmers in the past. These guys were already on coaches radars. Um, They were already being recruited because of what they've achieved in the club swimming world. And that's where I think most college coaches find these guys. But I always offer to help any way I can. And, you know, really, my my job with them is to provide a, a really positive team environment. I don't have a lot to do with their swimming performance. You know, sure. I see things and we have conversations about what they do. I don't coach them on a daily basis. I do coach them at meets and I try to put them in the right position to, to succeed. And, and they, we have a, a mutual respect. So, you know, if I see something in a race or in something they do and we break it down and it's something that can help them, they, you know, implement that and they embrace that. And so I've had, you know, minor impact on their development. And, um, and, you know, I think I've taught them a lot about team and helped them that way but as far as getting them into schools that's them they did it themselves Uh, and swimming and I don't know how much their club coaches added to that really swimming these guys go out and they start making contacts as as soon as they're allowed they fill out the questionnaire and then as soon as they're allowed to start having conversations with coaches they they start Driving that themselves, and that's um, it's interesting. That's a lot of what swimming's about, right? It's they drive themselves. A lot of these guys are self-starters. They they put in the work themselves. They make sure they're here on time and they do what they need to do. And it's kind of the same with the college recruiting process. So they they drive it themselves to a large degree, and um, and they and they build these relationships with the coaches, and they do their own due diligence and find the schools that are the right fit for them academically and athletically, and so you know, hats off to the kids that come through swimming and get to college because a lot of them and their parents, uh, they drive the process themselves to a large degree. You know, if you're a a, a blue chip, you know, five star athlete, colleges are calling you June fifteenth after your sophomore year, right? right? You're getting letters, and most of these guys probably did start getting letters at that point because they've they're on the radar, their times are in the database, and and so the college coaches know who they are. Um, so uh, these guys were were top tier.
2: I'm curious, and I don't want to put you on the spot. I just, I think I've asked this question of a few of the the guests we've had on, and I, I have a special curiosity now that I have my own child running the halls in De La Salle. But what's it like for you coaching your son? I you know he's a pretty good athlete in the pool, and um, I imagine that's kind of a interesting, unique experience. So maybe if you if you're comfortable talking about that, let us know <laughs> kind of yeah. what that's like.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm choking up a little bit because it's like the greatest thing. I mean, I love it. You know, when you're a coach takes a, takes a lot of time and you take a lot of time from family and, uh, now coaching is family time. Like I get to spend that time with my son in the pool and I'm so proud of him and he's a hardworking kid and he's a great kid and he's talented. And, and I, I, I'm just, it's, it's like the ultimate blessing, um, to be able to be part of this. And it's, And it's been like this since, since he was a little kid, you know, um, it's a huge part of our relationship. Nice. and I wouldn't trade it for anything. It's awesome.
2: Yeah. I'm I'm always I'm phasing out of club coaching right now, but I'm just I don't know. I don't know if I'm anxious or excited or I'm dreading like coaching my son, you know, but obviously I think it it has some some amazing benefits that I'm looking forward to. So, I just I thank you for answering that. I appreciate it.
1: Yeah. yeah. And it's I mean there are complexities to it too. Yeah. Um in in you know as a as a coach and a dad, you, you have to figure out where, how to draw that line. And he doesn't make it challenging at all for me to draw that line, but just, you know, situations make that challenging yeah, sometimes. Definitely. But, um, yeah. So anyway, gotcha. sorry, I got, got a little, a no, little no, wavy there with my voice, you. but kinda it's, uh, it's, it's awesome. Appreciate it. I hope you get the chance to do it. Yeah. No, honestly. I,
2: I, so I, I think I do. I want that, you know, I've spent two decades coaching other people's kids. I'm kind of <laughs> curious to see how I do with my own, but, um, but yeah, I, I can, I can sort of hear what you're saying for yeah. sure. So yeah, I imagine in terms of the, the, time it takes the coach to, to
0: for coaching is why as you said you said it perfectly in terms of there's so much time involved in coaching that it's great now when you can say this is family time now cuz you're, before you're once wondering or you're worried about how much time you're being taken away from your family and obviously this you get to coach and so this is family time for uh Jed the Jed Johnson's my old broadcast partner Vince Saunders <laughs> called him huge th- threat on the water polo team as well and obviously somebody that uh, when we need a good sprint he can obviously get that possession for our water polo team what about before Jed was even around you coached a- at Northgate and uh in terms of you coached at Northgate in the 90s around the same time Frank Alaco was a basketball coach at Northgate you De La Salle's not the first time you won a NCS championship. You obviously won the NCS title at Northgate. Talk about your time there.
1: Yeah. Northgate. I was pretty young. I, I started coaching at Northgate. I think I was 22, wow. yeah, 22 or 23 as a head coach. And, um, you know, we, it was interesting. Northgate didn't have a pool. So we were, I was oh. an off campus coach in a lot of ways. You know, oh. I wasn't, I was a Northgate grad. So I went to Northgate and I, I swam there and, and, uh, love the Broncos. Um, and, uh, And and that was a, you know, it was an awesome experience. At that point in my life, I thought that I wanted to be a professional swim coach. That's all I was doing. I was coaching one of the local club teams, the Walnut Creek Aqua Bears. I was, when I started coaching Northgate, I was actually still swimming a little bit post-collegiately. And then I coached that team and had an amazing time. It was different than De La Salle. And the times were different, like, you know that it was a, it was a long time ago. That was 1993, I think was my first year at Northgate. And, uh, you know, I coached, I had a co-ed team here. It's boys only. Mm -hmm. Um, so there were, if you know, a few different dynamics with that. And, um, and we had to, you know, the kids had to drive all the way across town to Larky pool and and on the other side of Walnut Creek. So they had to jump in their car 15 minute drive to, to swim practice. Um, and I, I used to ride my bike to swim practice, so I'd often be racing them. I'd be on the canal trail, and I'd see them at like one intersection,
0: and we'd race to the pool, and um, but it was. And Ignatio traffic wasn't much better then. I No, right. and most of them
1: I think would go down Oak Grove from okay. Northgate, and then go up Treat. Treat yeah. Yeah. But, um, but, uh, it was, it was, that was a great experience. I loved it. I was there eight years. We won a North coast championship. We had a five-year run where we were, both boys and girls were top two at North coast every year. We had a great program, a lot of super talented swimmers, great team leaders. It was a lot of fun. Um, I still bump into those kids. Um, they're not kids anymore. I mean, they're in their forties. Um, and so I still see them around a lot of them. I see quite a bit. Um, and, and it's interesting sometimes. Sometimes, you know, and yeah, I'm am a man of faith, and I think that sometimes um, our paths cross for a bigger reason. And you know, I I remember running into one of my ex Northgate swimmers when I was just starting here at De La Salle and going through some bumps. And I ran into him, his kids, and my kids were both playing flag football. They were different ages, but I ran into him on the football field here at De La Salle. And now um, I, was, I was lamenting about some. Of, he had been a senior my first year at Northgate, and I was lamenting about some of the struggles I was having. And he said, he said, don't change, don't change what you believe in, don't change what you do, because even though you made it really hard for us as seniors, he said, we've gotten together at times, and the things that you taught us made a difference, and it helped us at different points in our lives, and it made us realize that we could overcome some of the challenges that we were having. He said, so don't change, don't bend, don't flex, don't give in. And that was really a meaningful time. Thanks, yeah. Yeah. That was uh, jeff pickett thanks for that that was um that was uh, a really meaningful moment so you know things come full circle it was interesting uh one of the reporters last year when we won north coast a year ago 2022 season pointed out that was um you know it had been exactly 26 years since we won it at northgate and we happened to beat northgate you know they were second at north yeah, coast right. the last couple of years so um you know it was it, it was fun competing with those guys great program great team great coaches the kids are just amazing really respectful humble good kids there and it was you know it was a pleasure to do battle with them a couple of years in a row and it's you know it's uh it's it's funny how you know there's these weird little serendipitous twists in in life, and here you are competing against the team that you swam for and coached for for so long and, and, you know, have such deep affection for, so...
2: Yeah, I'd kind of forgotten about that connection, but yeah, now that I think about it, that is kind of a, an odd twist, but kind of cool in the same way. Obviously, still in the same community and same neighborhoods and stuff like that. So um, kind of the last question I had for you, Tom, just, and we always like to try to get to know our guests a little bit. So uh, obviously, we're, we've hit summertime. I would assume that you're kind of a pool junkie, so you'll be around a pool somewhere, but any other planned for the summer months you know
1: I I wish I could say we had some great adventures planned you know when your kids are as into sports as mine are that kind of dictates your your seasons and you know I'd love to do a road trip to Montana that's what you know that's that's what I want to be doing is you know in the mountains fly fishing with my family and and exploring and breathing you know Um, and uh, I don't know that we're going to be able to carve that out this summer we've got to start thinking about you know, spending any of our leisure time on college visits, right, trying to figure right. out what's next for Jed, and, gotcha. and then you know, my my sixth grader Max, my twelve year old, is is an, really into water polo and okay. a great polo player, and they're okay. both swimming this summer, playing water polo. So, like our our time is pretty much already booked for the whole summer. Gotcha. Um, hopefully, we'll be able to find a few days at the end of the summer to go and do a little family vacation. But you know, my wife and I both, I think for both of us and she's unbelievable should mention michelle she's just incredibly supportive and she facilitates everything that we all do and she's the glue she's the glue and the strength and the family and and I think for both Michelle and I, I think she'd agree. Our greatest pleasure is watching our kids do their thing. Gotcha. So it doesn't necessarily feel like we're missing out on anything. It's like that we look forward to that. Um, yeah. And so that's really, you know, that's what our summer's going to be is okay. watching swim meets, watching water polo and, and then, you know, continuing to work with the kids here in our in our
0: camp program in the evenings. So okay. that's it. Well, as far as looking at, I mean, tough shoes to fill for the upcoming teams after winning repeat championships in NCS, but what about the outlook for next season? Obviously you got some good swimmers, mentioned 11 seniors or whatever that are moving on, but what about next year?
1: Yeah, it's going to be. I mean, I don't feel like we are necessarily in a rebuilding year. We have to figure out how to make up for um, a lot of points that are graduating this year. And it was the same the previous year. I remember, you know, at some point I did the calculation. We had to we had to come up with 72 points um, that graduated the previous year when, you know, Tommy Roeder and Brendan Ryan and, and our Previous senior class graduated, and those guys were awesome swimmers and huge helps on the relays. I've already started putting together next year's lineup you know, trying to figure out who's going to be where and, you know, how we, how we make up for just these amazing relay swims. And, you know, I think if, if the kids that we have decide to stay committed and decide that they want to progress and, and achieve, they can, they can set, you know, lofty goals as a team and as individuals. And we can, you know, we can come back and be in the hunt. I fully believe that it's going to depend on what these guys want to do with their off seasons and, and whether they want to come back and, Commit to uh, just grueling. You know, it's four months, three and a half months of grueling work every day. It's their two hours, almost in silence. You know, holding their breath, staring at a black line, and that is mentally grueling and physically grueling. And um, I think that the rewards are enough that hopefully they all want to come back and take their you know their performances to the next level and and you know, maintain the momentum we've got. And I'm super hopeful. I think we've got a great squad coming back. We, we graduate 11 guys, but we had 30, qualify for North coast. So in in only about five of those were graduating seniors, five, seven of them were graduating seniors. So we've got a bunch of guys coming back. We're going to have a full squad at North coast again next year and at league and, and uh, take, you know, we'll take all our relays to state and hopefully more individuals. We've got two individuals that made state this year, that'll be back. And, um, and hopefully more guys qualify. And, and we've got, I think, some decent freshmen coming in um, that may be able to contribute. And so, I just, uh, you know, I'm always looking looking forward. And I think that, you know, we're going to be right back where we want to be next year. And I'm hopeful that uh, everyone buys in and, and feels like it was fulfilling and rewarding and that they all want to be part of it again.
0: Obviously, Tom, you don't do it alone. Um, you need help and other coaches to help you out. Uh, talk about the other coaches that have helped you out here at De La Salle.
1: Yeah, that's really, honestly, Pat, that's, that's the key. Um, you know, we've got a great coaching staff. I have, uh, Scott Hirsch, who's, you know, kind of a legend. He's a North coast honors coach. I think in both swimming and water polo, maybe the only one in both those sports. And so Scott's on deck with me, um, at least three days a week. And he's so key to the success of our varsity squad. Um, Brendan Sullivan, who's been part of the program, um, has, has contributed as much as he can. He's, you know, he's, he's here less because, uh, he works full time, but, He he swam here, and he understands kind of the the internal culture at De La Salle as well, or better than anyone. And he's a key cog in the in the in the machine. And then our JV coaches, um, Elisa Payne who has been here two years now and has really taken that program to the next level and built a phenomenal culture within a culture. She's got a really tight squad and does a really, really good job with them. And she's consuming everything she can about the sport of swimming and becoming just an excellent coach. And she brought in an assistant this year who, ironically, I swam with in college, Scott Swoboda. And uh, and he was a great addition, too. He brings a lot of experience. And he'd been out of the sport for 20-plus years, but he came in and really um, made a, made a huge impact with that team. So hopefully we can keep our staff together and continue to grow. I also want to give a shout out to our diving coach, Dominic Giordano, um, who has done an amazing job. Diving's kind of a, it's a small sport, but it's so key. It's a, uh, it's, it's an event just like any other event in swimming. And he's developed some great divers in the last couple of years and has a has, has done a good job and hopefully we can continue to build his program and make that a, you know, just an important part of, you know, future successes. And so, um, yeah, thanks. I couldn't do any of this without them. Those guys, uh, they, they've all been just unbelievable and and really important part of the process.
2: All right, Tom, I think we've taken enough of your time for a Friday evening. I want to get you out of here so you can start to enjoy the The weekend. And I just want to say thank you on behalf of the Dallas Athletic Program. We appreciate you and all you've done for our swim program. Obviously, the culture, as we've spoken about on this episode, is in a really great place and uh, done some really great work there. And obviously, the results have followed. And we're definitely one of the top programs uh, in the pool in the state. So it's a pretty amazing situation for our guys to be in and Uh, We want to thank you a lot for all the work that you've done in and out of the water. Uh, That's another episode of De La Pod for Pat. This is Coach. Tom, thank you. Enjoy the summer. And we will be back with another episode very, very soon. See ya.
0: That's a wrap on this episode of De La Pod with Pat O'Rourke and Derek Brown. I'm Mike Dawson from the class of 92. We'd like to thank the De La Salle High School and community for its support. If you like what you heard, be sure to tune in next time. And of course, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe to De La
1: Pod.